And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark Wheeler with my wife, Catrice. And this is a program called Touch of God. And it's great to have you listening in this week. We're going to continue on from last week's program where we began to talk about our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and the ability to come to him as we are. The Lord does not expect us to be perfect in all ways before he will allow us to come near him. He is so desiring a relationship with us. He has paid so preciously with his blood and the pain on his body and everything he has gone through that he didn't deserve to go through because God so loved you. He wants us to come as we are, not to remain as we are once we receive him in our heart, once we come to him, once we draw nigh unto him, when he draws nigh unto us, God will change us. When we receive Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, God begins to work in our hearts because that decision that we made was a decision to give ourselves to him. We are not our own. We have been bought with a price at that very point as soon as we make that decision, that free will decision. Then we change ownership We no longer have the father that was the devil, Satan. We now have our heavenly father, and it's the Lord that now has purchased us with his blood. Amen. And we received him. But Jesus wants us to come to him as we are, and he wants us to get to know him. And when we become more acquainted and more interested in Jesus and want to spend more time in the secret place, praying to him and seeking him with all of our heart, we will change. We will want to no longer do the things we once did that were wrong and unrighteous and of wickedness. Amen. The Lord comes to change our hearts. He seeks to reconcile us back to the way we would look if we were in heaven. Amen. That means spirit, soul, and body. Spirit meaning born again. Soul meaning deliverer from fear and depression and anxiety and addictions. And our physical body being healed from any infirmities, any sickness, disease, any lack of anything that our body needs. Jesus has paid for it all. And that's why he said on the cross, it is finished. So we're going to step back into this series and we're going to continue from where we left off last week. Amen. And Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, says Jesus himself actually said these words. He said, but when you pray, go into your most private room and closing the door, pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. The Lord's reward is is blessings, the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. His reward for us is his existence in our lives, his presence in our lives, his love in our hearts, his healing in our bones, his word, that truth that sets us free, and so many more things. Having a relationship with the one who created you is the pinnacle, the cornerstone of our time with him. Amen. So as we focus here, as we go through some sample scriptures to help you understand some of the benefits and and some of the scriptures that talk about us getting closer to the Lord Jesus, I want you to see uh, and encourage you to do this so you can see what the benefits are. Amen. One example being Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. It says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden 
or weary and burdened, as it says in the Amplified Classic Edition, and I will give you rest. This is Jesus saying that. Jesus wants to give you rest. But notice how we are supposed to come to him. As we've said before on many occasions, there are many, many scriptures in the Word of God that are conditional. You have to do something in order to receive the benefit from it from the Lord. In this case, we have to come to the Lord if we are weary and heavy laden or burdened, and Jesus will give us the rest. We cannot receive the rest unless we come to him. How could we ever receive the benefit of the grace of God and the beautiful, precious, free gift of eternal life without first believing in Jesus? It's not automatic. We have to do something in order to receive. Amen. But God is always offering his kingdom to us. He's always on offer and available, but he will not force it upon us. It's up to our free will choice to receive him. Amen. James chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Come close to God, and he will come close to you. See another conditional verse. Come close to God. So that's ourselves having to make that first move. We are taking the first step, and then God is taking the second step. So it says, Come close to God, and he will come close to you. Recognize that you are sinners. Get your soiled hands clean. Realize that you have been disloyal, wavering individuals with divided interests, and purify your hearts of your spiritual adultery. This is what it says in James chapter 4, verse 8 in the Amplified Classic Edition. We need to come clean. Well, we need to come with an open heart and confess our sins to the Lord. We have to be honest with ourselves because God knows exactly what the intent of our heart is and what we've done in the past. God does not want to condemn us for those things, but he does want us to be open with him and to reveal out of our heart and confess to him that we have been disloyal, that we have been wavering, that we want to have our hearts purified of our spiritual adultery. Amen. That means we've been serving, we've been cheating on God, and we've been serving the devil. We cannot have two masters, the Bible says. Psalm chapter 46, verse 10 and 11, it says, Let be and be still, and know, recognize and understand that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So God is saying, have some time with me. Be still. Turn off your distraction. Turn off your phones and focus on me with all of your heart, and you will find me. You will not find me that easily with the distractions of the day, with people coming to have conversations, with when you're texting on your phone and your mind is on other things. But you will find me when you still yourself. You will be able to hear me clearer because I'm always speaking to you, but you do not always pick up my voice because of all the other noise and volumes of different things in your ears all day long. So we have to be still and know that he is God. When the Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge, our high tower and stronghold. Selah. Pause and calmly think of that. And remember, Selah, that's what that means. Pause and calmly think of that. So we need to ponder and dwell 
on the things of the scriptures, the word of God. We cannot read it too fast, lest we should not understand it and know it and remember it and be able to cling on to it in the time of need. Amen. We need to also look at Psalm chapter 51, verse 10. This is where the psalmist is talking to the Lord. And he is asking the Lord. He says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right, persevering, and steadfast spirit within me. So you could be desiring in your heart, in the time you have with the Lord, whether that be in a quiet place in your house at 3 a.m. in the morning on the fourth watch, It could be in your car. It could be walking down the street. It's where you have time to focus or you have the means and the environment to not have distractions, to not have people come up to you and ask you questions or want conversation, but you are by yourself with the Lord and you can focus your mind and your heart and everything in you on him. And you can say, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Because your heart is so critical, this is where everything flows from, the springs of life. The Lord is not wanting to listen to your mind. He wants to listen to what you say that comes from your heart, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When we speak from the heart, the Lord is listening intently, because this is how you are truly feeling, and you're being honest with him. Amen. So in this example, the psalmist is saying, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right, persevering and steadfast spirit within me. The psalmist is asking for this, and we know the Lord wants to clean us. He wants to cleanse us. And so you know the Lord will always come through in answering that kind of a prayer. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, Catrice. Um, I just wanted to add to that because you said, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a persevering spirit. And so when you had said that, I thought about Luke eleven nine, when Jesus says to the disciples, so I say to you, ask and keep on asking and it shall be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking and you shall find. Knock and and keep on knocking and the door shall be open to you for everyone who asks and keeps on asking receives and he who seeks and keeps on seeking finds and to him who knocks and keeps on knocking the door shall be open and so there's a correlation between the psalms 51 and the luke 11 verses 9 all the way up to verse 10. And of course, that chapter has a lot more, but there's something about coming to the Lord. The Lord wants us to come to him. He wants us to ask. He wants us to seek. He wants us to knock. He wants us to keep on persevering and to keep on coming and doing these things. And in that manner, as our posture, as we humble ourselves and we go to the Lord, it's only when you begin to continue that you realize that Jesus is Lord. You don't go and ask someone for something if you don't think that they have the answer. And in doing that, we begin to expect, we begin to believe our faith ceiling begins to get stronger and it rises because when you come to the source, you understand that he is the source and he is the answer, right? But, you know, when we are here on this earth doing 
all sorts of manners of things and we have different sources, then that's when there at sometimes can be confusion because you don't know who has the answer. But when you are a follower, a disciple of Jesus Christ, his answers is always yes and amen. And whatsoever you ask in his name, he will do, right? In the name of Jesus. So we just have an understanding that we have a good father who wants to give us a good gift, who is waiting for us to come to him, right? Because he sees us as his children. He's our provider, right? And when you have that kind of relationship that he's your father, then his role is to just be waiting with open arms. And our role is to be searching for the answers and to go back to our heavenly father, knowing that he's waiting to give us above and beyond all that we can ask or think. We just have to keep a humbled posture and know that we don't have the answers unless God has given us the answers, right? It's a direct source. So we're kind of like the secretary waiting, waiting to get the information to carry it out from our boss, right? And so if you look at Jesus as your boss and that he's providing for you each and every time, and all you have to do is go and and take the notes and read the notes and understand what is going on and what's happening. And he's expecting you to come back to him all the time. So there's no frustration in a good relationship, right? That you have with, with your heavenly father and just keep persisting. You know, I just wanted to add that. Amen, Catrice. It's very good. And 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, in the Amplified Classic Edition, it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Or in other translations, that might say there is liberty. So now the Lord is the Spirit, we know that, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now, earlier we were talking about the fact that when you are in the secret place, you are in the private room, closing the door, pray to your father, Jesus said, who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. Now, we know the Lord is omnipresent. He is everywhere. But there is also something to be said about when you go into your secret private room, closing the door, and you're seeking your heavenly father, and you're seeking Jesus. Amen. I believe that the Holy Spirit is there, the Spirit of the Lord is there, and there is freedom. You have to focus in the stillness of your heart. Focus on the Lord. In the Bible, David said, he said, I place the Lord before me. So place the Lord before you in that room, on the street, as he's walking with you. Know that the Lord is with you. But remember that when the Lord sees you coming close to him, He's going to come close to you. James chapter 4 verse 8 says, Come close to God and he will come close to you. Now this doesn't necessarily mean physically. This means in your heart. When your heart is focusing on God, when your heart focuses from turning off the television or turning off the radio, turning off the phone, closing a great novel and putting it back on the shelf and opening up the best book there is that ever got written, the most popular book in the world, the Bible, and you focus on the Lord and now you come into your private room and you turn off the light and you close your eyes and you are still. You're focusing on the Lord. That is coming close to him. That is James chapter 4, verse 8. You are being still. You are knowing that he is God and you're coming close to him and therefore he will come close to you. 
Amen. And God is waiting for you to make that move. A lot of times we hear that people are just waiting on the Lord. There is a season, there is a waiting on the Lord for waiting for answers or confirmations. But there is no waiting for the Lord to come to you because he's waiting for you to come to him. James chapter 4 verse 8 doesn't say that God will decide one day to come close to you. It says, come close to God and he will come close to you. Do we not believe that God has spent enough already, sacrificed his only begotten son at the cross in order for you to receive eternal life, to receive freedom from death, eternal life in hell, that he would then postpone the time that it would take for him to come to you? No, he loves you so much. He's been waiting for years for this moment when you would set aside some time in your day and say, Lord, you are above my day. You are above all the things in my day. You're the number one priority and everything else must come after you. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says, if we seek him first, his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto us. So all of our other concerns and needs will be met most assuredly when we place God before everything else, because it is easy for God to provide. He's been doing it since day zero, amen, in our lives. Before we even breathed our first breath, he was providing food through the umbilical cord in our mother's womb. So God knows all about provision. It is his good pleasure to give us this kingdom. He desperately wants to have communication with us He speaks to us. We just need to recognize his voice. So we encourage you today. This is not a condemning teaching. This is saying there is no time like today to lock yourself away in a private room or on the street in a private journey or in the car or wherever you may be and just focus your heart on the Lord. You can keep your eyes open. You can close your eyes. Obviously, if you're driving, you should not be closing your eyes. You should be focused on the road. But even as you're focusing on the road, you can also know in your heart that God is near because you are focused on Him. The Lord speaks a lot of the time is through your heart. He can also speak through nature. He can speak through music, maybe songs that you like that have specific lyrics. God will get a message to you any way he can that he believes you will recognize him on because he really wants to talk to you. He wants to tell you. He wants to tell you about the plans he has for you to give you a hope and a future not to harm you. He wants to have this relationship with you that he so preciously paid for. The ball is in your court. The ball is in our court every single hour of every single day. Are we going to take the step of shifting our focus from whatever we are focused on to the Lord? Now, obviously, we have to take care of our daily business. We might have a job. We might have things to do around the house, cook for our families, clean the house, or whatever that is. But even as we clean the house and sweep the floors, we can be focusing on the Lord. We can put some worship music on in the background and sing praises to Him as we're sweeping the floor. There's times through the day where we do not have to be excluding God. Amen. We can bring him into our daily lives. Amen. And God so loves that. And he really takes notice of when we plan times to be with him. So again, come as you are. Do not be worried that God is going to be mad at you at the first time that you lock yourself away in your private room and start to focus on him. 
God loves you. He put his wrath of the sin that you committed and the punishment that was supposed to be on you on the cross, he put it on his son Jesus when Jesus went to the cross. Amen. So that doesn't mean that we must continue sinning or we can continue sinning. The right thing to do is to immediately confess our sins to the Lord, get right with the Lord. Amen. And the Lord will cleanse us of all unrighteousness and he will forgive us. First John chapter one, verse nine. I wanted to add to that um, in Isaiah 26, three, it says that the Lord will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind, both its inclination and its character, is stayed on him because he commits himself to the Lord. And so this is just letting you know, even just one of the benefits that when we purpose to focus on the Lord, a result is not only joy, but it's peace in the presence of the Lord. There's that perfect peace when we're focusing on him, when we're purposing to seek him, when we're purposing to ask of him because he's a good daddy. He's a good father and he's waiting to give you good gifts. And just today, if you have not focused on the Lord, it's never too late to focus on the Lord. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You've tried it your way. You've done what other people have said, but have you taken the time to honestly go into a quiet space and just seek the Lord until you find him? Just wait on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord, he will renew your strength. Again, he's working towards putting you in that perfect posture. And all you have to do is to seek him. He has so many gifts just waiting for you. He's waiting to answer your prayers. He's waiting to work on your behalf. Amen. Thank you, Catrice. And again, I just want to reiterate, and this should probably be the last scripture for today because I want this to stay with you. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So now when you focus your heart on the Lord, okay, you focus on Him, you will find that you begin to receive a peace, just like Catrice was just saying with Isaiah 26, verse 3. So for example, when I go to bed at night, and sometimes I've still got some things from my job in my mind, and I'm not truly at peace, so it takes a little while for me to go off to sleep. I will usually focus on the Lord and say, Jesus, please help me disregard these needless things. You are more important. Lord Jesus, help me go to sleep tonight. Bring me your peace. And within about three to five seconds, I'm telling you, Something happens within my belly. It is like an uprising or a filling of the Holy Spirit within me. That peace, that rivers of living waters just flushes into my soul. And all of a sudden, those concerns, those anxieties, those fears, you could say, those worries, they kind of pale. And if they were a volume control, the volume would be going down gradually to zero. That's how it feels. It's like they pale into insignificance and what comes into significance is the presence of the Lord and his peace and he was right there and when I asked him for it he gave it to me I have not because I ask not but when I asked him for peace he was so faithful beautiful and lovely to give me his peace and leave his peace with me So when you are in the secret place, when you are focused on the Lord, know that he wants to take these things from you. He wants you to cast your cares upon him. 
And as you focus on him, know that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There's going to be freedom in your life from all these things that are bothering you, including sickness and disease. When the Lord comes in to your space because you've invited him, because you were focused on him, now you will watch all these things that have been bothering you will fall away. And you will think to yourself, I should have done this years ago. I should have focused on the Lord years ago. But listen, we're not going to dwell on the past. We're only going to concern ourselves with today and committing ourselves to him in the secret place. And we would love to hear your testimonies of your time with the Lord because he surely is waiting for you and I today. Amen. So if you would like to get in touch with us, our phone number is country code 1-407-705-3151, country code 1-407-705-3151, or you can email us at touchofgodradio at gmail.com. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook by searching for Touch of God Radio. And we will continue this next week. And until then, you have a blessed week. Amen. Amen.